Tuesday, July 10th. Having a conversation concerning today's headlines and real-life challenges. I'm Tom Lamprecht, along with Pastor Harry Reeder. Stay with us as we apply a biblical worldview with gospel solutions to put the issues of today in perspective. Harry, one of the final decisions of the latest term of the U.S. Supreme Court came out about a week ago. It ruled that government workers cannot be compelled to contribute to labor unions. The 5-4 decision in Janus versus Axme scrapped a 41-year-old ruling that allowed states to require public employees to pay fees to unions, the so-called fair share fees. World Magazine came out with an op-ed piece talking about the fact that this is a great boost for school choice advocates. Why? Well, former Florida Governor Jeb Bush, founder and president of the Foundation for Excellence in Education, puts it this way, the court's decision provides parents, educators, and reformers the opportunity to overcome two of the biggest obstacles to transforming education in America, the National Education Association, and the American Federation of Teachers. Experts say this will have positive implications for those who are advocating school choice. Tom, one of the most powerful instruments in politics are the contributions that come from unions in general. What this ruling dealt with are the unions that exist in the public sphere, that is the sector of government and government employees. And the ruling then extends itself that they cannot coerce their members into joining and paying the fees. Well, if they have the fees, then they have this unbelievable cachet of money that they can use to advance their agenda, which they sell as being an asset to the teachers and to those who are in the public school system. And so now they're told you can't make teachers join, and that means you can't take their fees. Historically, every teacher had to pay whether you joined or not. And of course, the coffers then allow them to have an outsized influence on the political process, particularly, by the way, the Democratic Party has captured the money from these unions. I am aware of literally of dozens that do not want to be a part of such a union. And for them to be in a position where they're not punished, they do not have to participate. And this ruling now opens the door for them to, quote, declare their independence from these controlling unions. Tom, let me put it in a very positive way. I actually live in an arena where there are a number of excellent public schools. And one of the reasons that there are a number of excellent public schools is that parents have gotten involved. And the reason they've gotten involved is the public schools are serving, unlike yesterday's program, where we saw the public schools disenfranchising parents and their family in furthering the LGBTQ agenda in Virginia and in Pennsylvania. I've seen here a number of our districts actually attempt to work with the parents and respond to the parents. So we've had administrators and we've had teachers that are not only gifted, but highly committed to their calling, properly supported by parents. And therefore, there are certain school systems that people really want to be a part of, as well as charter schools that are advancing the cause of education in at least somewhat of a beneficial curriculum and outcome. So I think this ruling is going to have potentially significant outcome, not only because the cachet of money that's been available to buy influence and then the political parties that have made use of that to accomplish their ends, 
and declared that, oh, well, see, all the people in the public school system support us. The unions support us. No, there is a small group of people that control the unions that support you. Actually, many of the teachers are not voting for those candidates. And so that money is now going to be removed because these teachers are not going to have to join and they're not going to have to give their dues. I think you're going to see some significant movement in terms of teachers, administrators, the increase of school choice in some form or fashion, whether it's vouchers or charter schools. I think you're going to see all of that, which only portends for a brighter future for the possibility of electing the kind of leadership you need for the public school systems in the school commissions and the school councils, and then also that teachers are going to be able to vote with their feet and vote with their heart and vote with their lives in terms of what they think needs to be done for the lives of the children. And now the sociologists that are in control of these unions with their cultural agenda are going to be disenfranchised. It's really interesting how this headline ties into what we looked at yesterday. Harry, let me also bring up another story out of World Magazine. The Trump administration will encourage schools not to consider race in admissions, a move that reverses Obama-era guidelines on affirmative action. The Justice Department just recently rescinded seven policy guidances from the Education Department's Civil Rights Division and restored Bush-era policies of race-neutral admissions. This out of the New York Times. You know, it's really interesting. Personally, I, I just want you to know, Tom, I have vacillated on this issue because there is little doubt in my mind that in the Jim Crow era of the separate but equal, the notion that equal resources were available to everyone is just demonstrably and objectively proven wrong. Does there need to be some kind of catch-up on that? Yes. But I have been persuaded, and by the way, by some African-American brothers, that many of them sense that this actually contributes to a paternalistic racism that unless we change these metrics, you can't succeed. I know that that's not true because we're all made in the image of God, and so I fully reject that. I actually think what you may see in this decision, perhaps an exceptional explosion of advancement of education across the board into every segment of our society, because we all are being challenged, that we all can respond to the curriculum, you can succeed, and when you put the effort in and succeed, it doesn't matter who you are or where you're from, you are going to be affirmed and awarded according to your commitment to compete, according to your commitment to improve, according to your commitment to mature. And the places where it has already been applied, we've already seen that in those educational institutions. And then when people are looking at each other in the community, they aren't looking at segments that have come through a different portal. They are looking at one another who, as a group, have made this progress together under the same challenges. I think that will actually produce more unity in our country, which of course is something I long for and desire, not just of course is something I long for and desire, is something I would call all of our listeners to promote as well, is that what we would develop in this country is an ideal of what it means to function with virtue and value and embrace what is good and beautiful and true and encourage one another through that process together 
as Americans who aren't defined by any ethnicity or any race, but are defined by a certain set of virtues and values. And I believe those are best supported and only rightly supported by God's common grace and the influence of Christianity, which promotes public policies and virtues and values whereby humanity can flourish, establishing the sanctity of life, the sanctity of sexuality, the sanctity of marriage, the sanctity of work, and the sanctity of equality. Not that we're all interchangeable, but that we all stand on the same ground before God, and we all stand having been made in the image of God, and we all stand with certain unalienable rights from God, which is liberty and life and the pursuit of happiness, not the guarantee of a government check for the government's definition of happiness in the arenas of life, but the government protecting life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and then everyone on the same level playing field move toward that pursuit of happiness with the values and virtues that permeate the culture, God-ordained institutions that are foundational for life. As we close out for today, let me remind our listeners, it is easy to subscribe to this podcast. On your smartphone or your tablet, go to your iTunes icon, type in Today in Perspective with Harry Reader. Each and every weekday on your podcast icon will automatically download a new edition of Today in Perspective, a great way to stay in touch. We'll do stop by again tomorrow, Wednesday, as we continue our conversation and as we apply a biblical worldview to put the issues of today in perspective.